Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down each and every week. That's right, each and every week. (laughs) We're always here. I don't know what you're talking about. To watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much. And today, we are back in action after a couple weeks uh, with our new episode, where we'll be talking about episode 107 of Sailor Moon S. Art is an explosion of love, chibi uses first love, and folks. My peeps. (laughs) Sailor Moon S rules? Oh my god! (laughs) Sailor Moon S is the best! Really? Better than Sailor Moon No Letters? Yes. Yeah, wow. I, I, I honestly like. I honestly think we have been getting some like true knock it out of the park episodes in in this uh, in this run of Sailor Moon S to the point where like this week's episode and next week's episode are among my favorites that we have seen. Like the sheer joy that they bring me is amazing. And also, also, I think I figured out something that happens. In Sailor Moon, uh, as listeners may recall, I have not seen uh, past this point in the timeline, uh, and Jordan, you have, and I know a lot of our listeners have as well, but I think I figured out a little something, and we'll talk about that as we get into the episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I figured out, they're looking for the Holy Grail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah? No, we'll talk about it later. Uh, But in order to help us uh, talk about this week's episode, we have a very special guest on the show. We have, if I have this right, uh, you you may have had a birthday. Have you had a birthday since since the first time you emailed in 2016? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay, so you are are 24 years old. Yes. You are a Libra. Yes. You do not know your blood type. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. We have Emma Gabor as a guest. Emma, welcome to the show. Hi. Welcome. Yay. <laughs> now, Emma, uh, as I mentioned, you emailed us way back in uh, July of 2016. So that is mm-hmm. that is how far ahead I am in scheduling <laughs> guests for the show. And one of the things that you mentioned was that when you were a kid, you watched uh, Sailor Moon a lot, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. But you were also super obsessed with Agatha Christie. Yes. So when hmm. you would play with the Sailor Scout dolls at your friend's house, they would be solving a murder mystery Poirot style. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. yep, that was me. I uh, I did cover one of them in red paint. She was the murder victim. Don't remember which one. Possibly Minako. Who knows? According <laughs> to the email, it was Ken. It was it was a Ken doll. Oh no, yeah. Well, he died too. Yeah. No, there was multiple. So <laughs> this is the and best. And then thing. there were four. Okay. Yeah. So like, so yeah, like, so what happens? I want to know how this plays out. I don't remember. That's the <sighs> thing. I just remember being like, I really like Agatha Christie. This girl who I knew was like, all right, cool. And then we decided that one of them died, put paint on them, and then 
solved it. Okay, so like I'm trying to th- imagine this. So like obviously they start out in their civilian identities. Somebody dies and they are poking around in it. I'm trying to figure out mm-hmm. at what point they transform. <laughs> like they find the killer or is the killer a monster secretly? I think it was one of the other Barbies. Okay. <laughs> we mostly just played it as themselves. I don't think we did transformations. Okay. Okay. I can't remember though. That's all I can remember is like a vague Agatha Christie themed play date with Sailor Scouts. We don't get nearly enough murder mysteries on this show, though, is what I'm what I'm saying. Like, we need this. Agreed. Uh, my question, and, and I know that we are asking you to remember uh, bits and pieces of, of one afternoon from, like, 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. But my question would be, who is solving this mystery? Because it's obviously not Asagi. Oh, gosh, no. It's got to be Ami, right? Yeah. Like, Ami's yeah. the most Miss Marpley. Yeah, totally. Ami was the Ami was the one where she got her computer out and she was real smart. So aside from this uh single play date when you were uh eight or nine years old, uh what is your history with Sailor Moon? So I'm guessing I watched it on Toonami because uh it was about like first or second grade and that was when uh I would come home all the time and just sit and veg out. I have not I have not seen the original season of Sailor Moon or R before this. So this was my first time seeing those with you guys. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I had just it just wasn't in the rotation when I was watching. And I think at one point my parents got rid of cable, so I had no ability to watch it. So I mostly saw S and Super S and that's what I thought Sailor Moon was. And so when I started watching the original, I was like, why aren't there heart crystals? What's going on here? I was so confused. I was like, when does that happen? I'm like, am I remembering this wrong? I mean, I saw a little bit of Chibiusa, but I didn't really get introduced to her. And I was just like, okay, there's this kid there. And I was just like, all right, cool. And then I got to meet Chibiusa and I was, "Mm, uh, she's, she's not great. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but. Here's here's what's weird then. So you would have seen Sailor Chibi Moon before you went yeah. back and saw Chibi Yusa in Sailor Moon. Oh, that's Manor. funny. That is funny. Yeah, yeah. And as we as we previously established, uh, Sailor Chibi Moon is great. Sailor oh. Chibi Moon is fantastic. <laughs> really? <laughs> She's fine. She's good. She's amazing. Remember when you used to give me crap pretending that I liked her to make fun of me? <laughs> uh, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you can possibly mean by that. Because I said I was getting used to her and then you like demonized me for it. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> sure. So, did you so you didn't catch up with us until Sailor Business? Like you you watched along with us? Yeah, well, I was like, oh yeah, Sailor Moon's a thing, and Hulu had just brought it back, so me and my sister watched a couple episodes in the Japanese version, and we were both so confused, because we were like, wait, wasn't her name Serena? (laughs) And then I was like, oh, she must have had a different name in Japanese, and then I was like, I don't remember the first episode at all, and I was like, what is happening? Where are the other scouts? Like... It's just Usagi and Luna, and I was just like, what's happening here? And my sister was just like, I'm out. Because <laughs> she watched it with me, too, but she was just like, I'm okay. She also can't sit still long enough to watch anime. 
But um, I was just like, okay. And then uh, later on, I found just like online, I found a website that had all the Sailor Moon. I was like, oh, I'm going to start watching. And then my friend told me about Sailor Business. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch with them. And Yay. yeah. And then I would just like hang out at work after I like listened. I would watch all the episodes. And then at I work? would listen. Oh, no. I would watch all the episodes. And then at work, I'd listen to the podcast. Oh, okay, so it was pretty okay. recent. <laughs> I mean, technically, I could have watched the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I was a janitor for a while at my college. Okay. And a lot of times, there's nothing to do. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it made cleaning uh, kitchens way more fun <laughs> to listen to you guys. Yay. Well, well, I am glad that we could provide you with what was unquestionably the most direct and non-confusing explanation of all the changes to Sailor Moon, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and all the different versions, I'm sure it was. I'm sure you, you, before you had even to ask the question, I'm sure it was answered in the simplest and most direct way by Sailor uh-huh. Business. Yes. <laughs> so Emma, it is wonderful to have you on the show. Uh, like I said, you emailed almost a year ago, so <laughs> I am glad that we are are finally getting a bunch of people on the show, and we've got a bunch of people that have been waiting coming up in the next few episodes. Like I said, I booked all of S uh, <laughs> very early. So if you've been waiting for that email, it's coming, I promise. But yeah, it's uh, great to have you on the show, and I'm excited to have you for these next two episodes, which I thought were fan-friggin-tastic. Uh, yeah. Spoiler warning, I <laughs> love them. But Jordan, yeah. before we get into uh, the episode itself... Well, wait, wait, we haven't even asked her the questions... Oh yeah, that's right. We have we have questions. We have the standard oh. questions to ask you. It's been, it's been so long. It's been almost a week <laughs> since our last episode, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. Uh, so yes, uh, who Emma is your favorite scout? So since I started with S, I'm kind of torn between Uranus and Neptune. I kind of I don't know. I just always liked them as a pair sure. more than liking one more than the other. But I think right now. I'm leaning towards Neptune just because she's awesome and I like her. But I also really liked Uranus as a child because I always had short hair. Um, and I was like, she is short hair. She's pretty and cool. <laughs> so I was excited about that. That's a, that's a great impression of Usagi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much like I was like basing off of cuteness how much I liked the Scouts, which was a very <laughs> eight-year-old thing to do. But yeah, like totally the outer senshi were so cool to me. But of the inner senshi, I think my favorite was Ami. Again, short hair, really cute. Uh, and then she was really smart, and I thought that was really cool. All right, so what do you think of the, of, of, of the ships on the show? The, the canonical uh, uh, miracle romance of uh, Usagi and Memoru? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when I was younger, I was like, whatevs, because I was just like, all right, cool. She has a boyfriend, but <laughs> I have my own ships going on. Oh, Ooh, really? Okay. Yeah. Let's hear them. Well, I read a lot of Yaoi, so of course it's got to be Mamoru and Motoki. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. There's there's some history there. What about scientist Africa lady? I forget her name. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah. How, uh, see how important she is? Scientist <laughs> Africa lady. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, she's just a beard. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, Matoki and Mamoru. That's that's my shit. One of my friends is an artist, and we were joking that we we're going to write a yaoi about them. Do it. Yeah, I want to really badly. And like, it, and like, Mamoru is constantly slipping away to be a superhero and, and yeah. tell him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> they all have the tuxedo max merc- uh, mask merchandise there, and he's always like, "Oh, look at that!" And Matoki's like, "Yeah, he's so cool. I wish I could meet him." And he's like. Oh, if you only knew. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I do like to imagine Motoki like placing, like going into the back office at the Crown Game Center and like placing the order for all the, uh, to, to fill up the crane games. Because they got cleared out by Joe. You remember Crane Game Joe? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and being like, just, just send over a, just a big old sack of tuxedo masks. They're in hot demand. <laughs> um, I just uh, saw online that you joined twitter two years ago to send us a picture of tennis ball luna that you yes drew. that was me <laughs> i love tennis ball luna so yeah. adorable yeah that's, that's as much as my drawing skills allow me <laughs> <laughs> terrific yeah uh do we have any other any other big questions i think you i think you answered hey, you already the, talked about chibi the big ones um, yeah, yeah we already talked about chibi so emma wonderful to have you uh, but before you. we get into the show, Jordan, I think we have to take mm-hmm. care of some sailor business business. Okay, let's do it. Uh, is it going to involve acting sorry? It might. <laughs> it all right, might. I'm leaning over, putting my arm up. Yeah, me too. Uh, first of all, yeah, I do want to say sorry, everybody. Uh, March was a super weird month for me uh, in terms of scheduling. Uh, we actually did our episodes with Artly about a week in advance because I knew the next couple weeks were uh, going to be really hairy in terms of, of having time. I had a con every weekend. And then the last week of March, I got laid off from my day job. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it super sucks. Yeah. So uh, sorry about that, everybody. We're back on the, the schedule. Uh, I will say as summer goes on, as we get into May and June... Uh, for reasons that will become apparent, uh, we might have to take another skip week or two <laughs> so, at some point in there. But uh, I want to thank everybody for their patience. I don't think Jordan, did we get yelled at at all? You, we didn't get any mean emails, but you, you, you're the one in charge of the Twitter. Did we get any mean tweets? Did we get yelled at at all? No, we didn't get any mean tweets. Our our, our listeners are really nice. Um, we got some people going, "Hey, is there a new show?" And I had to say, uh, "No, unfortunately, not this week." But no, no nobody was uh, unhappy, and so we're, we're sorry. And we're also we also apologize because we didn't do we didn't do our promised chibi episode for uh, for March, but we've recorded it now. It's released right now. It's out there, and um, we're going to do two episodes in April to make up for it. We already know what the yeah. next one is about too. Yeah, and it, you should have uh, Chibi Sode number two in your uh, podcast feed. If you don't, mm-hmm. I guess, check again. Uh, that one's all about us talking about shows that were influenced by Sailor Moon. So we talk about Miraculous. We talk about uh, Steven Universe a lot. Jordan, you talk about Buffy a little bit. Uh, Jordan reveals his uh, his uh, attempts to get Magical Girl series going at Marvel, which unfortunately yeah. have, have yet to happen. Uh, and our next chibi-sode is going to be about uh, Sailor V. We're going to actually read volume one of Codename Sailor V, the manga, which uh, we've both read before. Oh, yeah. We've never really gone in-depth talking about it. And uh, maybe, maybe we'll have a guest for that one. But the chibi-sodes so far have just been me and Jordan. So maybe not. And maybe we can bring something out of that 
to make us understand and appreciate Mina. Oh, well, no, like, Mina in the manga is awesome. Like, me, like Codename Sailor no, is great. But maybe if we reread it, we'll see that she's, that she's just as great in the, on the, in the TV show. No. No. <laughs> That's, unfortunately, that will not happen. We've also got some uh, a letter that I wanted to read uh, here in Sailor Business Business. Uh, this is from uh, Cullen, and they did say uh, they were okay with us reading this on the air. And Cullen says, if you don't mind a bit of gushing, I'd like to tell you how I discovered you and in what ways your show has been a really important force in my life. Get comfortable, maybe grab a drink or something. We're going to be here a while. I probably had one of the strangest introductions to Sailor Moon out of any of your fans. My first real experience of Sailor Moon was listening to you two guest starring on One Shot playing the Sailor Moon RPG. Oh. Uh, side note, this is this is Chris again. If you have not heard that episode uh, of One Shot, go find it. It's super fun. Yeah, I got to play Usagi. It was the best. I, I wish I could do that again. It was so good. Yeah, I got to I got to play as uh, as Makoto and uh, Sailor Business All Star Cat Cool was there as Minako. It was really really fun. Can we ask them to to, to start a new podcast called Two Shot so we can do a second one? <laughs> there have been sequels to uh, <laughs> oh, like okay. to One Shot Adventures. I, uh, I I guess I should say uh, we're going to be recording this later this month. Um, my first appearance on One Shot several years ago. Uh, was uh, when James D'Amato asked me to be on to play uh, Feng Shui, and I played uh, Jackie Chan. I play I played Inspector Jackie, who was Jackie Chan. <laughs> and uh, then we did a sequel. And and I should also say that uh, Cat plays a magical girl in that adventure as well. And then we're going to be doing a third one where I will be joined. Uh, Inspector Jackie will be enjoy- joined by his cousin, uh, who's going to be played by Matt Wilson, my co-host on War Rocket Ajax. Uh, as Shacky Chan, who is Shaq. <laughs> okay, I was. That's what I was. Okay, uh, I love it. We're gonna be a, a, a mismatched detective team of Jackie Chan and Shaquille O'Neal, which should be really fun. Oh anyway, God. back to the letter. <laughs> my cousin uh, just worked on a movie with uh, Shaq in it. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. No, it's a movie about talking dogs. I'm not sure, but apparently he plays like a. Really froofy dog. <laughs> it's I don't I didn't hear all of what it is, but that's as much as she told me. And then she showed me the picture of the dogs. <laughs> Should be coming out eventually. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Back to the letter. Uh, I listened Sorry. to that episode as a longtime <laughs> RPG player, but with absolutely no context of what Sailor Moon was or who either of the two of you were. And even so, I loved it. I later realized that I knew Jordan from the Star Wars Minute and Chris from his recaps of Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. Uh, side note, Chris again, uh, those will be carved into my tombstone because they are the thing that I have written that wait, most wait. people have read. Does that mean I know what it's actually going to say on your tombstone? Yep. Great. Yep. <laughs> uh, back to the letter. <laughs> I was always sort of curious about Sailor Moon, but I was afraid to admit this to myself. I was born male, but had a lot of doubts as to my gender identity growing up, and so I made an effort to shun the feminine things in an effort to better pass as cis. Watching a girl show like Sailor Moon as a kid was clearly not going to happen for me. But all that is a thing of the past now, and you are largely responsible. Since listening to your appearance on One Shot, I've listened to all of Sailor Business, and then went and saw the dub version of the Sailor Moon R movie in theaters, which was the first Sailor Moon thing I had actually watched in full. It was magical. I cried. Then, getting ready to make this video for the first time, I had ever watched the Sailor Moon TV show in any sort of depth. Uh, So yeah. 
Listening to your show and embracing Magical Girl anime in my late 20s has been very important for me in my journey to figuring out who I am as a person. Although my gender identity is still a big question, nowadays I'm somewhere between gender fluid and trans, leaning more towards trans, but I'm only partially out of the closet about this. And this is where uh, they say you can read this on the show. Uh, Also, I'm a podcaster and game designer, and I was recently a guest on Lucas Brown's The Math of You, which I know that Chris and Aiden have been a guest on, and uh, Allison as well. Uh, My episode should be coming out in the next couple months sometimes. Give it a listen if you want to learn more about me and my lovely weirdness. Also, if you want to hear my podcast, it's called Smash Fiction. It's formalized debates about who would win in a fight or contest between two or more fictional characters. You may remember that we bought an Adam War Rocket Ajax a while back, and it helped give us a nice bump in listeners when we were just getting started and nobody knew who we were. So thanks, Chris. Uh, sincerely, Colin. Uh, for now, check back in a year, and it's probably going to be Claire. So uh, thank you, Colin. That's Aww. super awesome. Yeah. That's really great to hear. There is also a uh, uh, an AMV attached. It's uh, inspired by a throwaway comment Jordan made in an early episode uh, about a similarity between uh, 45-year-old alcoholic divorcee stockbroker Darian Shields and his relationship (laughs) with Sailor Moon. Uh, And it is set to uh, the song 14 by the Vandals, which I believe you are familiar with, uh, (laughs) Jordan. that's a great song. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Oh, boy. Jordan. Jake. Jake, help me out here, buddy. Jake, Jake, please, buddy, please. <laughs> That's probably better than how Memorial treats the situation, uh, unfortunately. It's <laughs> true. Uh, anyway, thank you. Uh, seriously, thank you so much to Colin. And I'm glad, like, it's always great to hear from people who enjoy the show. But, like, hearing from people who say that listening to this show literally helped them to figure out who they are and change their life is awesome like it's super great to to hear that so thank you so much for sending that in but you know if you enjoy the show you can also just write in and tell us that that's i will never get tired of either of those things no yeah we're, we're always happy to hear that that people enjoy our show and again that's another listener who listened to the whole show without really watching sailor moon which is pretty amazing yeah and I gotta say, though, if you're one of those people, if your first, like, actually sitting down and watching the movie, or watching the show, is with Sailor Moon R, the movie, The Promise yeah. of the Rose, oh, yeah. good good choice. Good yeah. choice. <laughs> that That's the one. Rules. I still have to see it. <laughs> you haven't That's seen it? Oh, you gotta see it. I know. Did you listen to our episode where we all got, like, really emotional about yes. it? Yes. Yes, I did. I was like, oh. oh my gosh, I need to watch this. But I was I mean, like, look, I, I, I don't know. I'll find it eventually, and then I got distracted and forgot. <laughs> okay, it looks like, looks like it's, uh, it's is it on sale yet, or is it just pre-order? Let's see, because I I searched recently and and it wasn't on sale yet, and I remember being uh, very disappointed. But it looks I like I do not believe it is on sale yet, because I think it's still playing in some theaters in Canada. Uh, it re- it's released in it it depending it's released like next week I think. Uh, uh it looks like April eighteenth, it comes out. Okay. So, like, next week or so, you should be able to watch it. Check it out. It's so good. It's so good. I really need to. Yeah. Like, really, like legitimately one of my favorite things. Uh, one of my favorite Sailor Moon things that we have seen thus far. Uh, that movie and these two episodes we're about to watch. So, with that in mind, it is now time to get into this week's episode... going to be watching episode 107 of Sailor Moon S. Art is an explosion of love, Chibiusa's first love. That's what it was called in Japan. Jordan, 
Does this episode have an English title courtesy of the fine folks at Cloverway? Of course it does. Why wouldn't it? Okay. Okay. You got to give me a hint. Uh, Because I have have a title in mind that I think it might be. Okay. Uh, The, well, this is a big hint. Uh, No, let me, let me just guess this. This is my guess. (laughs) Art attack. No. (laughs) My hint. It's funny though. That's a good title though. Yeah. It's like a perfect title. It's alliterative. What's funny is my 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 hint would not have dissuaded you. My hint was going to be the first word is the same. Okay, uh, so it's art something. Mm-hmm. Hey, and also your instinct was right was good. Okay, uh, so it is alliterative. Mm-hmm. Art is it two words? Yes, it, you can't be alliterative without two words. <laughs> no, you can, it can be more than two words. Oh. <laughs> No, it's just two words. Emma, do you see this dweezil that I have to work with here? Oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, it's not art attack. Art. uh, Art. Oh, I I have no idea. If only you had uh, more class, you might get it. Excuse me? Because then you would get... Chris, that it was art appreciation. Oh, uh, <laughs> no art is appreciated in this, in this entire episode. No. At the very end. That is a bad title. Yeah. It's not. So, yes, we are watching uh, Art is an Explosion of Love, Chibius's First Love. And we open with pie. Uh, there is an apple pie cooking in the oven. Well, I guess we actually open with. Uh, Usagi going through the refrigerator and the cabinets and saying, there's never any food in this house, which is a hell of her own making, I am sure. Aw, poor Usagi. And here's the best thing about this. When she has the fridge open, we actually see that there is like a big, like there's a big jello in there. (laughs) There's a big like lime jello mold in there. She just must not like jello. Yeah. Or maybe it's a, maybe it's a savory jello. And she doesn't want Ugh. that. Is that a thing? <laughs> it used to be. Not so much anymore. Uh, I also like that when she opens the cabinet under the sink, there's like clearly cleaning products down there. So no, Usagi, those are not for drinking. Do not drink the Windex, Usagi, even if you are hungry. Uh, but when she looks in the oven, she sees a full on apple pie, a like a lattice crust and everything uh, and pulls it out, cuts it up. And serves it to her friends. Um, now, Emma. Yes. One of the things that you said when you wrote in was that you always appreciated that we talk about the the, the Sailor Senshi's fashions. Um, can we talk about how Makoto is, like, formal dressed to go hang out with her friends and have pie and juice? Yeah, no, I totally was like, is she going out to a nightclub? Like, this thing is, like, fancy. Like, what is she doing? And then everyone yeah. else is wearing whatever. Although Ami seems to be dressed kind of uh, grandmotherly again. <laughs> Ami's like business casual. She's got like she's got her cardigan. Like these are all outfits that we've seen before, except for Makoto's. Uh, Ami's got like her cardigan on and her and her like pencil skirt. But yeah, Makoto is wearing like a, like a like a formal dress that looks amazing. It's super cute. Yes. Agreed. Meanwhile, uh, Minako's showing up in friggin' overalls. Yeah. What's wrong with that? 
Look at like a slob. What? I think it's an overall dress. Yeah. It's a, it's a, again, it's a very casual look, but she looks good in them. Mm. Mm. So, uh, Usagi goes to, to cut the pie and, uh, they make sure that Usagi did not bake it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's preposterous. They literally all just go. So you found a, a pie in the oven and we're just going to eat it. Yeah. Mom probably made it for us. What are the odds of that? Like, does that ever happen? Has that ever happened in history? That Like, I don't believe that. Well, to be fair, I believe the last time we saw Ikuko on the show, she was bringing the scouts, like, tea and cake. Uh, I guess. And because remember, she brought one extra plate and one extra cup, and it was after uh, Chibiusa had gone back to the future. Right. So Ikuko does have a history of bringing the scout snacks. I don't know if she has a history of full-on baking Dutch apple pie. <laughs> I mean, in addition, I mean, spoiler, we're about to find out that Chibi Yusa baked this pie. How old is this girl again that, that she's getting yeah. unencumbered use of the kitchen? <laughs> and making it look all fancy with the pie yeah. crust, making yeah. that grid. <laughs> but I do love that both, like, everybody kind of calls her out on, like, like, okay, so, Usagi, did you bake this pie? Because they don't want to eat anything Usagi has cooked. Because we have oh, seen no. that Usagi is a disaster. And then Usagi gets, like, a shadow across her eyes and holds up her giant chef's knife. <laughs> uh, like, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> and then Makoto just goes to serve the pies. And, okay, another completely bananas thing this is a pie fresh out of the oven it's hot mm -hmm. and fresh out the kitchen <laughs> we see ami is eating it like a person like with like with a fork uh minako is just picking up the pie and eating it like it's a pizza slice yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little and strange they say the apple pie is so appley i was like okay that's one way of describing apple pie like I can, I can, I've seen, I've, I, I've seen doing that with a pie, but it, then you're talking about usually a cold pie that has kind of, you know, for lack of a, a less gross word, congealed a bit, so it could be a much more solid slice, <laughs> or like a hand pie. Like a hand well, pie sure. is a thing. Like even, even if you like swing down by McDonald's and get like a, a like an apple pie, those are pies that are meant to be eaten right. with a hand. Oh, or like uh, yeah, Hostess these, fruit pies. These are like it, slices. <laughs> Yeah, like a hostess fruit pie, which can stop all crime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's just chomping away on on a slice of pie. Yeah, if it was fresh out the oven, I think that all the innards would be falling out. Minako does say, uh, as you said, Emma, she says something about the pie being apple-y, uh, which I don't think is that bad a description. But yeah. it's, see, I, I think that might be a pun in Japanese, because yeah. <laughs> in the original uh, dialogue... Uh, Makoto goes, Mina, your jokes are really going downhill. Uh, and in the new, uh, in, uh, actually, there's going to be a lot of differences in these two episodes between uh, the uh, Japanese dialogue and subtitles and the new Viz dub, which is genuinely great. What Makoto says in the new dub is, you really need to work on your adjectives, which I think <laughs> is very funny. I like it. What is uh, Japanese for apple is Ringo, right? Is it? I think it is. Okay, so now we're now we're all up on Google Translate. Oh, great! It just gave me the kanji. So, 
Uh, totally readable. It's like some stuff that looks like arrows and then a little house. <laughs> Try oh, the Ringo. other way. Try Japanese it English. Type in Ringo. It, it, it gives oh, you a pronunciation guide. So Ringo. Great. Haha, I was right. I knew something about Japanese. Good job. Good job, buddy. I'm proud of you. Now we're experts. So they are eating the apple pie and Chibiusa walks in and goes, hey, has anybody seen that apple pie? <laughs> and it, everyone freezes as they are halfway through eating the entire pie. And it turns out that Chibiusa has baked the pie and she is very upset uh, because the pie was for a special someone. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I actually want to point out as well that Usagi is also eating the pie with her hands. Well, well, I mean, if, if Minako is doing it, Usaga is also doing it because they're the same character. <laughs> yes. But yes, as you said, Chibi has baked this pie for a special someone. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, what's his name? Matsumori? Something like that. It's like Masanori? Masanori. Masanori. That's, yeah. That sounds yeah. right. And interestingly enough, they kept his name in the dub. Oh. Really? Yeah. We, we were, me and Devin were very surprised. Uh, his name is, is exactly the same in both versions. Very weird. There's also a really cute moment here where uh, the Mars Ray bit. says, in the name yeah. of Mars, I will chastise Usagi. <laughs> and then just kind of flicks her in the head. And Usagi <laughs> sells it like she has just been hit by a truck or by moon spiral heart attack, I guess. She gets all squiggly eyed. Yeah. And she, she calls Ray a traitor. <laughs> even though Ray was enjoying the pie as well. Well, that's why she's a traitor. Because <laughs> she's that's acting true. like she was indignant. And then Usagi is like, so wait a minute, hold on, who's this boy? And then uh, Chibi goes, uh, it's not important, I gotta go, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then pops back in just to yell at them. And I will say right here, I really wish that uh, the someone special that she had been baking the cake for was Haruka, uh, because that would fit the pattern of uh, the entire rest of the show, of all the scouts falling in love with Haruka uh, in turn. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, let me just point out, that would be crazy. What kind of a weird coincidence would it be for a random person to have a crush and for it to be on one of the other scouts? That would be too bizarre. Yeah, you're right. That that would never happen. That would just be poor writing. I also want to point out that like there are two, four, six, seven slices of pie left. How much pie did Chibiusa think this eight-year-old was going to eat? No, no, no. Like, you Chris, can still take him a slice of pie. You don't understand pie. Oh, 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 that she can bring him a slice. Sure, sure. I yeah. got you now. I was going to say, you don't understand how pie works. <laughs> you don't bake the number of pieces. That's how you cut it. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying is, like, the scouts. I know. Now I get it. Like, the scouts cut it into, I guess, one, two, three, four, five, six, twelve slices. They ate five. There's plenty left. Yeah, it's salvageable. But then as soon as Chibiusa leaves, uh, they eat the rest of it. Because as Ray says, no sense in uh, leaving leftovers. Yes. <laughs> I like her way of thinking. They they are concerned over Chibi's feelings, but they all decide, you know what? That's Usagi's problem. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Your kid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Is that is that is that what you say? Uh, yeah, that's generally what I say when I have to deal with people's kids. Actually, can I take a moment to mention something then? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> so, moving on. I'm going to do uh, it anyway. No, yes, you, you may. Um, so, I don't. I haven't mentioned on the show, but I'm having a kid. Yes, congratulations. And, oh, uh, you are? Uh, yes, my wife is pregnant right now. Congratulations! Oh my god. With a baby boy that we are going to name. Greg? No. <laughs> Chris is going to make fun of me just as much. 
I don't. I would never do that. It's such Good. a. It's at this such a happy occasion. We're naming our little boy Darian. No, oh you're God. not. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh yes, no, we are. you're not. Yes, we are. Darian Jordan White. Oh. oh. Can I? Can I ask a question? You may. Does Devin know this is what yes. you're planning to name your baby? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, we decided. <laughs> If we have a boy, we'll name it Darian. If we have a girl, we'll name it Serena. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> well, what? You, you're acting like it's such a terrible thing. It's a lovely name. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and he'll make fun of girls that he likes, and it'll be great. No, that's, no, no, no. It's all, you're, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> well, that depends how we raise him, I guess. Why did you not name? Why did you not decide to name him Jordan Small Gentleman Serenity White? <laughs> <laughs> it was a close decision. Actually, I was still pushing for Sirius White, but uh, Devin oh, forbid Jesus. it. Jesus. <laughs> oh boy, Devin forbid that one. So we went with Darian. Oh my goodness! So in October, there will be another Darian in the world. Oh. oh, oh boy. Well, you know, <laughs> con- congratulations on this wonderful occasion. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> no, not Greg. What am I, crazy? I'm not going to name it Greg. No, kidding. I was kidding. I'm kidding Greg. I'm sorry, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so Chibi skips along to <laughs> class. He's gonna, I'm just going to, I just got my head in my hands, everybody. <laughs> Everybody, everybody, you can uh, you can contact us and let us know how much you support this name. But it's not changing, so don't say you're not supporting it. Uh, I'm going to start a quick change.org position. <laughs> I hope you I hope you just heard Aiden laughing from the other room. <laughs> so as we were saying, Chibi is heading her way to the Juban Art School, where she has art class. This is where she's met this boy. And she skids into frame, she sneaks up, and the boy is sitting there at the gate with a giant bouquet of flowers, which I'm sure is for her, and they live happily ever after. Yeah, there would never, it would be just too heartbreakingly terrible if they were for anyone else. I mean, especially someone she knows, that would be crazy. Yeah, that would be (laughs) the, the absolute worst. That would be super hard for anyone to deal with. Uh-oh. Here's uh, the problem. Here comes someone walking. Here comes someone and walking in silhouette with flower petals falling around her. And it's going, ooh. Who could it be? I wrote down when I first saw Masanori, I was like, so he's just baby Darian. Because <laughs> that's what he looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh. So... That's totally what he is. I wrote it in Speaking big letters. Baby Darians. <laughs> <laughs> so you wrote Baby Darian. Maybe I believe in psychics now. Well, I wrote Baby Mamaru, but <laughs> oh, I don't believe in psychics then. Good. Jesus, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so who shows up? Who shows up to teach art class? No, actually not teach art class. In the in the in the dub to teach art class, but in this okay. to also be attending an art class nearby. Yeah, like attending the the high school kids art class, I guess, that is held in the same room. 
Uh, it actually makes a, a we're we're not super charitable to the English dub, especially when it involves uh, Haruka and Michiru. But yeah. having uh, it's it's Michiru, by the way, it's Michiru showing up. <laughs> having her actually show up to teach the art class is um, something that makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, uh, especially because she has her paintings are in galleries. Yeah. Like she's, she's, her paintings are decorating a cruise ship. She's a successful commercial artist. Yeah. Yeah. She does much. not need to take a class. <laughs> I guess she just needs the studio space. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I mean, she is like 16 or whatever, but. And rich. Don't forget rich. Yeah. Like, so I, maybe she's like, maybe it's just going to look good on her, uh, on her college, uh, application. If she, uh, if she's, she's taking, if she's acing this, uh, community school art class. So she shows up and suave old Masanori is there with flowers to give to her. And he picked red roses because that means passionate love. Yeah, in the <laughs> language of the flowers. <laughs> How old do you think this kid is? I would say like, uh, 10. 10, yeah. Because uh, I think... We we've talked about this. Chibi is supposed to be uh, a little older, yeah, than she was uh, the last time we saw her, mm-hmm. which is weird because she was apparently five for nine hundred years, but now she's eight. So God only knows how much time has passed. So she's eight and he's ten. That 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 works because I mean he's a lot taller than her. But then again, you know they often have the boy characters a lot taller than the girl characters, so it's hard to tell how old they're supposed to be. I also was like, if she's still five, how is she doing this art class? Because I feel like, well, no spoilers, but uh, she's doing sculptures later on. It's like, I don't think a five-year-old would be able to make anything other than like a blob. You bought the five-year-old making a pie, though? (laughs) No, I was like, oh, probably mom helped. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But like. So I was like, yeah, she has to be older to be able to make something that resembles what she's trying to make. Yeah. Well, I would say... So, well, well what is she trying to make, though? Well, we'll get there. Uh, we'll get very, there. It's a very interesting, uh, yeah. it's a very interesting sculpture she's making. We'll get there. We'll get <laughs> yeah. there. So she, he gives this passionate love flowers to Mashiro. Because while Chibi has a crush on him, he has a crush on her. Uh, she's very shocked by this. Both of them are shocked by this. Uh... Mashiro clearly is like, oh, uh, ha, 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 you're a fucking child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only are you a child kid, but you are uh, barking up the wrong tree on yeah. this one, my dude. Meanwhile, Chibi's heart is shattered. Uh, she's d- annihilated by this. Uh, and then uh, Mashiro kisses the kid on the cheek because that's what you do. You tease kids and make them think they have a shot. The, the, the thing that I, I said when we were watching this last night was when he gave the flowers to Michiru and Chibiusa was watching from a trash can because this show knows what it's about. <laughs> oh, good point, good point. I never even thought of that. The thing that I said was, yeah, nobody's getting what they want out of this. <laughs> Too sad. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, what is what is Chibi making in the uh, in the sculpture class? Are we uh, there yet? Is that did we jump straight yeah, to that? We're here. Yeah, we're much here. Because uh, she is busy making something, but it's not turning out quite right. So uh, Masanori offers to help her out. And and we should say, Usagi is watching this from... Because she has, I guess, taken it upon herself to fix the problem that was caused by the pie? Well, the scouts <laughs> told her The scouts told her she had to. 
Uh, which so I guess her solution here is to just go and 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 recon the situation. I guess. Yeah, Luna's giving her shit. Like Luna's like, this is your you you ate the pie. You gotta help this girl. And it's like, fine. Yeah, Luna <laughs> Luna does a lot of trash talk in this episode. <laughs> and, and does not provide any solutions. That's kind of the it's kind of the uh the role that Luna has fallen into over the course of this show. Yeah, it's just, just a like just yeah, just talking shit constantly and not helping is old Luna T Cat. <laughs> Parentheses people question mark. Uh, so so Chibi's making a, a giant egg cup, right? She's yep. making a giant ostrich cup. She's egg making cup. an urn. It's not yeah, an urn. That's what it looks like. She's, ma- she's making something to hold the ashes of old Queen Serenity. Except it's the Holy Grail, Chris. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, this it's the Holy Grail. You know, we all know what that looks like. <laughs> it looks like this. No, doesn't she say like I saw a picture of it or something? Yeah, in mom's bedroom. And then and then Masanori, without seeing this picture, is like, oh, well, you just do this and this and this. And uh, then it looks exactly right. Masanori has not seen this, uh, seen the Holy Grail. He uh, he must have demon powers or monster powers. Okay, there. Is this, is, am I boring you, my yeah, friend? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, but, you know, you, I don't blame you. You okay? <laughs> I'm fine. Uh. I like how when he tries to make it look nicer, he just rubs it a few times and then it just turns into what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, it's very much a uh, a, a Charlie Brown Christmas sort of situation that he's yeah. in. <laughs> it's so weird how uh, how the Holy Grail is such important imagery in uh, in Chibius's life right now. All of these really weird coincidences uh, going around these days. Meanwhile, after Masanori is uh, chastised briefly by Mishiru for helping Chibiusa, because Mishiru's like, um, she should really be doing that on her own. Yeah. Which is much. like such a jerk move. The kid is eight. <laughs> slash 10. Slash 910. Slash question mark, question mark, question mark. And also, well, but that's not why she's upset. Chibi's not upset because he was helping her get it right. Chibi's upset because she's like, that w- you are stepping on my game here. Yeah. I was getting there. <laughs> you are getting in the way. She also says, good luck, my rivals or something. Yes. And it's like, are they My beloved same- rivals. Yeah. Are they in the same class? Like, that confused me. <laughs> I guess maybe in the sense that all... In in a, in a way, all artists are rivals. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then Masanori gets giant heart eyes, and there's hearts surrounding him after seeing Michiru. And Chibi has flame fire eyes because she <laughs> hates her so much. Yeah, <laughs> pretty great. So then uh, Yusagi decides, "Oh, I know what to do. I've got it. This is easy." Can we talk about this uh, sculpture that Masanori is doing actually for a second? Oh, the sculpture yes. of his goddess? <laughs> yeah, so he's drawing, he's drawing, he's sculpting a, a, a sculpture of Mishiru with wings. Now, but here's the thing. They show this sculpture two ways that I remember seeing it. From behind, where you could see her giant wings and her giant hair. Mm-hmm. And then from the front, a close-up of her face. At which point I'm going, she's topless, isn't she? <laughs> He's sculpting her naked, isn't he? Oh, he's he's ten. He's curious. Because <laughs> they all—I I don't remember seeing it from the front. Otherwise, am I wrong? No, you just see a, uh, her her like collarbone up. Yeah, 
But from the back, when you see it, you're like, oh, that's totally her because of the hair. Yeah. And he's in love with her, so. <laughs> Not creepy at all. <laughs> uh, no, she's she's wearing she's wearing a, a, a shirt in the sculpture. When you see it in the front, there's like a line. Because she's wearing, yeah. when you see it from behind, she's clearly wearing like a dress. Oh, uh, uh, okay. So right. he, has, he has sculpted clothes for her. Okay, uh, but sorry, it is very sorry. clearly Michiru, which is also very weird. Yeah, and she's in the class, so she might see it. <laughs> then we get the weirdest part of the episode, the part where Professor Tomo is calling for takeout. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why do we have that part? <laughs> in the uh, original, they're delivering ramen to him, and in the dub, they have replaced it with a... Uh, very over the top Italian accent for for him like ordering pizza. There was kind of a in the new dub. Like, look, I am a fan of the new dub, but they have kind of a weird over the top Japanese accent. That's weird. In the new one, yeah, it's, it's very weird. Um, but I don't know if that's like if it's one of those things where the original Japanese, like, again, I didn't, I actually didn't even watch it with the Japanese audio on because I watched with the subtitles and the English audio. So I don't know if there was, like, a joke about the voice on the other line. Like, whatever the Japanese equivalent would be of having someone be like, Hey, come and pick up your pizzas! Or, or whatever. And they tried to preserve <laughs> that. Maybe. But that's really weird, given what we're going to see in the next episode. But yeah, we get this, like, 5 to 38 minute scene of Professor Tomoe. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's really long because then he calls up like he's on the phone with this this ramen guy because he's trying to call he's trying to call Udial, and uh, the, he gets the ramen guy and he's like no 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 I want to speak I want to speak to Udial, and then the guy's like nope this is for ramen and then he makes a complete ramen order <laughs> for ramen and then he calls the number again and Udial picks up and he just doesn't say anything for like a minute <laughs> yeah that's or for weird. like 20 seconds i, I say a minute too. it's a very long time i don't get it yeah she's just going mushy 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 mush mush once again uh we have a very uh nephrite-esque plot where she's like oh yes uh we found a child who's good at art so we're gonna tear his heart out cool 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 <laughs> uh, i like that they just like true. have a database of people that they're just like, oh, we'll try an artist this time or something. <laughs> well, they have his, they have like a, a statue with what looks like production art uh, of yeah, it. And yeah. she's like, yeah, oh, he's he's a, uh, a 10-year-old who uh, was able to like, like create this beautiful work of art. So his heart must be pure. But it's like, is this a statue commercially available? Did he like sculpt it and then sell it to uh, uh, Kotobukiya? <laughs> <laughs> like is Bandai <laughs> making this uh, this toy? The uh, weird thing about so... it too is that because it's a cartoon, this statue that he made just looks like any drawing of any person. You know what I mean? That if you saw yes. this, you would not think, "Oh, that's a s- statue." You'd think that's just a person standing there. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Is that their target? Because why? When did she turn up? Because like." I thought for a second they were talking about her being the target, and I was really right. confused. Because it looked like a person. I didn't know yeah. who was supposed to be his art. <laughs> like, they should have had it all, like, one color, like the clay. Here's what I like about this. It is, what? we've talked about this a little bit on the show before. Um, it is very clear that, like, the diamonds are pointless now. 
because <laughs> oh yeah uh you all's got the giant gun that can shoot your pure heart out and then professor like she, but here she's on the the phone with professor tomoe and he's like oh he's an artist cool i'm gonna make a diamond and it's like it's like no this is just something tomoe likes to do it's yeah. just some, he likes to have fun with it so uh he's making the diamond and you all's like okay i guess well that that comes up again later in the episode and i'll, I'll talk about it when it comes up then too yeah, so he drops some sculpting tools into the uh, Easy Bake Oven, and Chococra, or Chococa is, uh, is the result, as we will find out later. And that, apparently, I looked it up uh, on, the, on, the, on, on Wikimoon, and they said uh, that name is a pun on the word for sculptor, which is Chococuca. Close. Mm, I get it. And so that brings us to our act break. S for sculptor. <laughs> uh, Jordan, Emma, as I'm sure you both know, uh, Sailor Business is supported by our listeners on Patreon. Uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness and kick in as little as a dollar a month to help us pay the bills. As I have previously mentioned, that is something that is extremely uh, helpful to me right now. But I do want to thank everybody for kind of stepping up. Since the news came out about Comics Alliance, which was my my old place of, of day job work, we've gotten a big uh, boost in, in uh, backers for both this show and for... Uh, War Rocket Ajax, the other Patreon that I have for the other podcast that I do. So I wanted to just set out a blanket thank you to everybody uh, for for stepping up and helping out. But we've got plenty of new backers to thank uh, because it has been a million years since we did an episode. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan, are you ready to talk about our new backers? I sure am. Let's do it. Uh, we want to say thank you to Allison Barnett. Thank you so much, Allison. Uh, to Stu Skeel. Thank you, Stu. Uh, Levi Tompkins. Thank you, Levi. Ian Duffy. Much appreciated, Ian. Uh, we got a uh, $5 pledge from No More Pressure for a Clever Name. I'm in it for the stickers. <laughs> Which is a great <laughs> Patreon username. Uh, <laughs> thank you, No More Pressure. Let's see here. Brett Hawk pledged. Thanks, Brett. Uh, Aaron Criswell pledged. Ah, thank you, Aaron. Suzanne Jensen. Suzanne, thank you. Cat Lovely Punch Nesbitt. Oh, <laughs> I like that name. Yeah, thank you, Cat. Uh, Robert Petromole. Thank you, Robert. Uh, which, by the way, there's an X in that last name, so it might be Petromolks, but I, I, I tried. I tried. Uh, our friends at the One Shot Network, we've given them enough press in this episode already. Uh, oh. Thank you to uh, James and Kat at One Shot. Oh, thank you guys so much. Daniel Fernandez. Thank you, Daniel. Jason. Jason. Uh, from Friday the 13th movies, Jason Voorhees? Well, since this also supports Xenobus, it's probably Jason of the Argonauts. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Colin McGonagall. Thank you, Colin. Pigtailed goddess, who I believe is Chibi Yusa. So thanks, Chibi. <laughs> Thank you, pigtailed goddess. Uh, James Reed. Thank you, James. Uh, Alex De Jesus. Thank you, Alex. Uh, John Bruce. Much appreciated, John. And finally, Carson. Carson. Thank you so much, and thank you, everyone. 
Yeah, uh, if you do not know about what you can get on Patreon uh, right now, uh, we've got some of the bloopers and outtakes from the show, uh, as well as, uh, like, we do show notes on there for backers. Uh, And the enamel pin, the much-promised enamel pin, is coming. Uh, Katie Donnelly is finalizing the, the design. We've actually got the money set aside for the order uh from last month's patreon so that is all ready to be printed up and paid for hopefully it won't take too long once we get that final design should i should i finally go ahead and reveal it jordan because it's been a secret uh wait how far off are we how long is it gonna be i think like katie is is like literally just finishing up the design right now so it should be by the end of april that everybody's got them okay then Let's do it now, because is there still time for people to up their... their... There is still time for people to, to get in on it. If you if you have not right. pledged, if you are not a, a $15 backer and you do want to get in on the pins, then you can. Uh, it's the reward for the 15 or above level. So if you're one of the people who has been generous enough to pledge like 20 bucks, or, or I think we've got a couple pledging 25 uh, oh even though we don't have a reward for that level, which is super awesome. Like anybody who's at 15 or above will get this. Uh, as long as you you want it and you you plug in your address in Patreon. Uh, and Jake's going to be handling the shipping on these. So as always, thank you, Jake. But uh, the design that we have by Katie Donnelly, guest of the show. Here we go. Is... Tennis ball Sailor Moon. Yeah! Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, I love it's, it. It's... It's our favorite moment from the whole series. It happens yeah. very early on, uh, and it's going to be uh, it, it's going to be a, a tennis ball with it, it's uh, as it appears on the show. And there was some debate. Uh, Katie said in a couple of different designs, one of them was literally just a tennis ball with odongos that I thought was super <laughs> cute. Uh, but we actually have like a little usagi head and a, you know her legs and arms sticking out with her her moon stick. So. That is going to be coming very soon. It's such a cute design. Uh, yes. I'm really excited to have Katie drawing that for us. And uh, I, I do want to say uh, that will be coming soon. I've actually got an order, a separate order of pins coming from the people that we're going to get these printed up from. Uh, so I can actually check on the the quality. But uh, if you see a guy uh, at a table and the table says Proton Factory at a convention, uh, and he'll be at Heroes Con like I will be in June, uh, he is the guy who's hooking us up on the pins uh, and doing a, a really great thing for us. So uh, shout out to Proton Factory. Shout out to Katie Donnelly. Uh, and thanks to everybody at the $15 level or above for uh, getting getting some pins and getting to, to help us out here on the show. Yeah. So yeah, that's that, that's the Patreon shilling section. Uh, Jordan, do you want to ask like one or two quick Twitter questions? Do we have time? Let's do let's do one. We'll do more next week. Then we'll do a brand new one. Yes, I haven't yes, scrolled good. down to the old ones. <laughs> good. Just get rid of them. It's okay. Like, somebody's going to be like, somebody's gonna be like uh, what do you guys think is going to happen in uh, in Sailor Moon R? Yeah, like, that's I, how I old your questions are. I skipped those ones. All right. Like, here's the question. Hey, guys. 2014 hey. is so cool. Well, get ready, Chris, because this is a okay. very now question that is about all about current controversy. Better not be a bummer. Mark Hughes wants to know, is Sailor Moon a property that could get away with the main characters not being Asian in the North American film adaptation? Now, this is obviously a reference to a bunch of things recently, but Ghost in the Shell, very prominently. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. A lot of people have talked about it with Death Note. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree. Like, Death Note, the, 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 the book and the movie and the 
anime are all great. They are terrific as they are. But at the same time, like, it doesn't – if they literally said, as they supposedly did, we are not interested in Asian-American actors for this role, well, that's kind of effed up. But the idea that they would be like, well, we're not going to feel like we have to cast Asian-American people if it's an American version where they're playing an American kid, I don't know. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Here, here's Here's the thing. I think – you could do it with Sailor Moon. And, and, and I will say, like, I think it's, like, the, on a very personal level, I think it's frankly pretty ridiculous uh, with with Ghost in the Shell that uh, that they, like... And, and one of the things that makes it ridiculous, like, if you can... And I, I actually saw this tweet, and the tweet was, what evidence do we have that Major Motoko Kusanagi is Japanese? If you can bring yourself to type that and not realize that you're being a jackass. <laughs> I'm like, there's pretty good indicators right there. Yeah, in that her name is Motoko Kusanagi. Uh, <laughs> like, if, if the character, like, if you're going to have Usagi Skino, Rei Hino, Ami Mizuno, like, if you're going to have those characters, if you're going to keep uh, Rei as a shrine maiden, then I think you have to. I Like, but I think that one thing that I really appreciated about the... Uh, Power Rangers movie. And I was not like a huge fan of the Power Rangers movie. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it also wasn't anywhere near good. Editor's note. Co-signed. I didn't think. You mean the new one, right? The new one. Yeah. I, it was actually one of the last things I wrote about for Comics Alliance. But one of the things that I think they did a really good job on was in, in terms of like uh, a, a racially diverse cast uh, of the kids. Like, And I think it's a weird – you get into this weird situation – because when Elizabeth Banks was cast as Rita Repulsa, there was a big, there was like a minor, like a like a like a, a trimmer version of the controversy that would happen with Ghost in the Shell. But but like, if you get right down to it, the American Power Rangers cast is kind of like more racially diverse than the Japanese Power Rangers cast. You know, like sure. the cast of Zero Ranger, where everyone is is Japanese, and obviously that's not the, like that's a little bit of false equivalence. But I feel like the movie did like a really good job. You know, you have uh, you had uh, black characters, you had Asian characters, you had like there's you know one white dude on the team, uh, which I appreciated. Well, I think the problem is that it it it, it goes to two different things and it brings them together because there's two issues really being talked about. the The reason it's a problem is because there aren't enough quality lead roles for Asian actors in America, period. Yes, yes. That's a real problem. And so so people are saying, but in this case, you're taking an Asian property and you're making it white. Well, yeah, okay. In the same way that if they were going to make a Spider-Man movie that took place in Japan, they wouldn't be like, well, we're going to cast a bunch of white people, though. They'd probably mm-hmm. go, no, we're going to do Spider-Man if it was Japanese, right? I mean, don't you think? Well, I mean, they did. They did that. They it's did called Spider-Man, yeah. and it rules. Oh my uh, god, that exists! <laughs> oh yeah, long time. The Japanese Spider-Man is awesome. <laughs> it, it is the it is the reason that the Power Rangers have giant robots, actually, uh, because uh, Spider-Man introduced Leopardon, which is Spider-Man's giant robot, and uh, and which makes no sense. The rest is history. Yeah, oh, it's gosh. he drives a car shaped like a bull into a giant uh, like. A lion robot named Leopardon. Oh my goodness. But here's the thing. I think you can do it as long as you don't just default to white. If you want to make Sailor Moon for America, then I think the cast needs to be reflective of America. And America is not just white people. Uh, I think, I think, look, I think Ray needs to be Japanese. I don't necessarily know that it is like the, the, 
other characters. And I, again, I say this as a, a white American dude uh, who is not a part of the culture that Sailor Moon was made in. Uh, but I don't think I don't know if the races of the characters are as important to to characters who aren't Rey. Like Rey is obviously no. she's well, a Shinto say, shrine maiden. Right. Know? But could she get away with could we get away with having her be devoted to a different religion? It would be really weird if she was an American teen who was like a nun. Because <laughs> that, like, that's kind of the equivalent. Like we don't have that role in America. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, and it would be it would be even weirder if Ray Hino was like a, a youth like in like always volunteering with her youth group. Like it's a different thing if you're like a Baptist youth group pastor than if you're a Shinto shrine maiden. Yeah. But like I if I would I would think if they cast like five white girls or four white girls or even three white girls as as Sailor Scouts, riot like riot in the streets, my dudes. Yeah. Um, okay. But but again, I don't know why you wouldn't just like with a lot of stuff, and I, I feel this way about uh, like properties that there are already like live action adaptations of like properties. And I say this as someone who loves Power Rangers, which is nothing if not an American adaptation of Japanese right. source material, but which also has like a kind of pretty strong track record, especially in recent years of, of having a diverse cast. Like if you watch like Dino Charge and Dino Supercharge and, and Jake, I think you can pop in here and maybe agree with me. Like Dino Charge does an amazing job, I thought, with racial diversity because a lot of the characters that I think other media properties would sort of default to being white, they don't. Like there is a there is a knight from eight hundred years ago who is not white, even though he's you know he's, he speaks with this voice and he's like, ah oh, yes, sir, sir, lady, lady Shelby, I shall help you. <laughs> but he's not like the actor is uh is not white he's uh davi santos and he's he's brazilian which i think why not like if we can accept giant dinosaur robots we can accept that there was a brazilian guy in the fictional country of zandar who was a knight 800 years ago why not you know like the like coda is a caveman and he's played by yoshi sidarso who's uh who is also not white like the red ranger in that show is not white shelby's not white like again it's it's a weird it's one of those weird shows where like the majority of the cast is is non-white, and I think that works in that show's favor because it does reflect a much larger demographic. Uh, with Sailor Moon, I think, like, ideally you do want them to be Japanese because it's a show that springs from Japanese culture and Japanese school culture specifically. But you know that it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, yeah, again, but like, they're not going to do it um, right now. But if they made a Sailor Moon movie, I guarantee you... Sailor Moon, whether she's named Serena or not, is going to be a white girl. The other four girls are up for grabs. Here's the here's the thing. Then why are they wearing sailor suits? It's well, it doesn't really make sense that they're wearing sailor suits, uh, sailor suits anyway. No, it does. <laughs> it does because sailor uniforms are a Japanese school thing. They're not from Japan. They're from the moon thousands of years ago. No, they're from Japan. <laughs> It, 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 right. It only makes sense uh, in, in the real world why a person drew teenage girls in a sailor suit. Why in world they'd wear that makes no sense. Well, it's it, I mean, like, that's the same reason. Like, why does you know, why does Superman wear a blue costume with right. a big with a big yellow shield on it? It's because he looks like a cop. <laughs> like he's a big, friendly policeman. Anyway, uh, it's a complicated I, issue. I would love to hear what uh, what listeners had to say about it. I agree. Me too. Uh, very, again, very, very much so. I, I think I think all three of us are white folks on the show right now, right? 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> I have a question, Chris, to clarify something that I don't because I didn't watch the the Power Rangers movie. Um, it's not in continuity though, right? No, it's um, it's a reboot. It's a that hard seems reboot. so crazy to me because Power Rangers is a thing that has a million variations that all are in a continuity together, and they're like, no, eh, forget all that. No, they're not. No, they're They've not. They've all met. No, they haven't. You told me they have. <laughs> a Super Sentai have all met. I thought like every Red Ranger has met. That happened literally uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> there have been 15 Red Rangers <laughs> since. And they are not in continuity with each other? No, each Power Ranger series is its own continuity. Since in space. But aren't they like at least like in a multiverse together or something? <laughs> I mean, I would say they're in a multiverse. Like there can be crossovers. Okay, but like okay. a few of them are even like distinctly, like RPM is set in a post-apocalyptic future. Oh, wow. Okay. So then there you go. Yeah. We're way off track. This has been longer than the show so far. No, it hasn't. All right. Let's get back to the show. All right, back to the episode. So as we come back, Michiru is painting a mermaid. Oh, right. The episode. <laughs> Michiru is painting a uh, naked lady mermaid in her in her painting class. Just in case, just in case you need to know where Michiru stands. Yeah, she is naked, isn't she? <laughs> yep. She is painting a naked mermaid, and Haruka is there just casually sitting with her bike helmet and a bandana tied around her arm, yeah. which is not a look that really took off. I, I I wrote down that what is this, like, Morrissey costume she's wearing? <laughs> like, she just looks so... <laughs> I don't know. She reminded me of Morrissey. There we are. <laughs> Haruka starts teasing Michiru about the bouquet of flowers. Uh, and she's like, ooh, are those from your boyfriend? <laughs> and Michiru's like, yeah, they are. <laughs> and Haruka says, and I quote, oh, so there's a guy with the gall to seek your love. <laughs> Which is uh, some, that is some highfalutin talk from old, uh, old Haruka Theno. Which, now it's funny because this episode or this scene is clearly tongue in cheek in the Japanese version where we all know they are in love. Yeah. But in the dub, it's a, just a little more serious and earnest in the sense that she's going, Oh, it was from your boyfriend. And she's like, yeah. She's like, is it Mike? Cause I thought you and Mike broke. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Me and Mike did break up. This is from someone new. <laughs> it's, it's just strange. It's just, it's, it's just always weird when they, play seriously uh, the idea that they, they are in straight relationships when we know they are not. I do really like the, because uh, cause we know, like, we know that they're in love, but it hasn't really been talked about on the show that much, right? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. First of all, they are literally never apart. Second of all, it hasn't been, it hasn't been confirmed. In fact, it's been denied, but it's been denied in a way that no one believes, right? Like they always are, again, they're always together. They're like hanging out, doing stuff. And then people go like, are you guys together? And they're like, no, but they're like, no, because they're like, uh, no, we don't have time to be in love. We have to murder people to save the universe. Yeah. But like here, Haruka's like, oh. You know I won't forgive you for looking at anyone else but me. Like right. it's very like they're really laying it on thick right. in a way that I think is so over the top that it could come off as goofing around, but like also, but also for real, for real, for real. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, in addition, yeah. this the, the fact that she's painting this picture does raise to me the question of what's going on here in the sense that if they don't have time for this shit, what are they doing? Is she then just... Why is... Why is Michiru spending hours painting a full color naked mermaid painting? Right. Or 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 are we supposed to believe that they're like, I just got a feeling that someone pure is probably doing some art. So let's go hang out at the art place. I don't know. The art place. <laughs> the art school. The Juban <laughs> art school. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Because, yeah, you're right. It seems like when they're they're constantly going like, you know, we, we, hey, we can't do this. We can't do that. And yet we can paint mermaids and then I can sit here and watch you paint mermaids with a handkerchief around my arm for some reason. Yeah, it seems very relaxed when they often talk about how it's going to, the world's going to end. <laughs> so then we cut back to Usagi in the, uh, in the sculpture studio uh, and she has decided to help Chibiusa win the heart of Masanori. And we get a, I, I just pasted it into the chat here. We get Usagi as, uh, as naked baby Cupid. Yes. Little, little wing yep. cherub. <laughs> I wrote that down. Yep. But no. She says, <laughs> I am the Cupid of love. Yeah. Which, as opposed to what? <laughs> the Cupid of anything else? I don't believe that's a thing. I wonder if that's meant to be like a riff on her saying, I am the guardian of love. Oh, maybe. Oh. She's a pretty guardian in a sailor suit, you know? So Chibiusa stomps on her foot uh, to keep her from spilling her crush, which is weird because she was going to bring a... A uh, full-size apple pie with servings for 12 people. <laughs> no, if you just cut it into six, then it's uh, only for six people. They just all get more pie. That's true. Uh, but then, one of the most amazing things on the show happens. When uh, Chibi stamps on Usagi's foot, she's jumping up and down like with her mouth giant and open. But if you look in the basket, Luna also has her mouth oh. open. And is going like, ah, too, as if her foot got stepped on. Luna's the best. Yeah. And she also has a little sweat drop. Luna, <laughs> Luna's a shit talker, is what she is. The best. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, why does Usagi, after she gets her foot stuffed on, she blows on it? <laughs> she didn't give her a hot foot. What? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Chris, your favorite uh, thing in, in the world. Go ahead. Yeah. So then one of the most amazing things that has ever happened in the show happens. I'm assuming you mean where they she makes them take hands. Right. Uh, no, it's when a white Subaru Outback <laughs> crashes through the wall. <laughs> Just in the middle of art class yeah. with children. In the middle of art class, roaring out of the bushes outside, comes a white Subaru Outback that just crashes into the car, and then you all goes, everyone remain calm. <laughs> like, you just drove a car into a classroom. There's nothing wrong here. Yeah, everyone remain calm. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> Which that's that is honestly how I react to my mistakes. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I just wrote down Udall is the best. In that's the, all I wrote. <laughs> in the dub, they have her say, and I, they have her say, "It's all right." Uh, my radar told me no one was in the way. <laughs> uh, I love Udiol. Udiol is everything I love about Jedi and everything I love about Esmeralda put together. She is... So she gets out her giant syringe gun, uh, her Black Star syringe gun, uh, shoots Masanori in the chest, uh, knocks his heart out, and then in the next room, which again, it's it's the next classroom. 
yeah. uh, where Michiru and Haruka are panning, Michiru just looks up and goes, guess it won't be a quiet afternoon after all. And it's like, yeah, someone just drove a car into the building. <laughs> and But you're right. That's a good point. So then she definitely was not there because they thought something was going to happen. They were just taking a day off to paint. Yeah. Also, I love the moment when Haruka just pushes the window open without even looking at it. And it's like ready to go. We're going to jump out that window. Yep. Then they transform with the awesome transformation song. Oh, it's so good. I just want to let it, because like, I know this is going to make it a nightmare to edit. What if I just turn it down a little bit and we play it for a while? Uh, it's again, got the violin. It's Michiru <laughs> playing her own transformation song. It's so oh. good. Um, and again, it reminds me of the Angel theme song, which I also like. Oh, it's been ages since I watched Angel. Uh, except Angel is on the cello, and the Angel is a. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is like the Sailor Scout equivalent of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance music uh, for those of you out there who watch uh, pro wrestling. So yes, they transform, and back in the sculpture room, Yudiel picks up the the heart. Uh, but it is immediately snatched away from her by uh, Neptune and Uranus, who reveal that it's not a talisman. Because, what, like, at this point, why would it be? <laughs> like, like, she's like, it's like, this time it's talisman. They're like, nope, it's not a talisman. And that is that. Uh, UDL opens up the, the back of the Subaru, and it is a Chakuka, who is... Funny looking. Well, it's a it's a caricature of an artist that you would see on like the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> there's there's a beret, there's a big smock. She has a giant mallet and a chisel, which I think is hilarious. And then she's half like Picasso yeah. face going yes. on. Yes, and she kind of strikes a muscle pose, and Udiel is like, "Oh my god!" Which I it's the other thing I love about Udiel, she's not at all into the demons. She is like so over it. <laughs> She's great. This is my bet, my favorite chibi use moment of the entire episode. Oh yes, yes, I love this moment. Chibi <laughs> goes and is gonna help, and Usagi and Luna stop her and go, "You can't, you can't transform. You'll give away your identity." And she's like, "Then I won't transform." And she just runs out as her own self, grabs you deal by the arm, and bites her on the arm. <laughs> Yeah, which is yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> and that that I guess is when she loses the uh, the pure heart. Uh, it's 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 and, but Chibiusa it has it, and then it's pulled away by the uh, by Neptune and Uranus, right? Yes, yeah. Neptune and Uranus yeah. show up and grab it from Chibi. And, it's as uh, easy as stealing a pure heart crystal from a time traveling baby. And Chibi's like, "Give it back!" And they're like, "Yeah, sure. It's a piece of garbage crap heart anyway. We don't, we don't want it." <laughs> yeah, this is trash. <laughs> here's your trash heart (laughs) and then she puts it back in his chest and then the fucking episode is over guys that's it okay no this is the best though because then Yudiel gets back in the Subaru looks back and we get the like and she goes okay backing up and we get the beep And she backs the car out of the classroom (laughs) through the hole through which she entered and then drives home UDL is amazing. 
Totally. But yeah. you, and Udil is gone from the episode. And so that's what I'm saying. At that point, no one has... Tra- okay, so here's the deal. Sailor Moon, Sailor Chibi Moon have not transformed. So mm-hmm. at this point in the episode, the monster's only goal for the rest of the episode is to kill Neptune and Uranus, or mm-hmm. at least to fight them. So Neptune and Uranus, knowing this, go, all right, well, we're going to get out of here so people aren't in danger anymore. They leave. The monster runs after them. There's no reason for Sailor Moon and them to transform and go after her. Like, the episode is over. They don't need to worry about it anymore. Yeah. I mean, Sailor Moon is very nice. So, of course, she's going to go, oh, well, I should help them. But literally every other episode, Uranus and Neptune go, oh, they're still a monster. Eh, we don't care. Bye. <laughs> And leave. Yeah, like, like I mean, I'm not saying that Sailor Moon should shirk her duty or anything, but she should probably be like, huh, all right, well, hope they hope they have a good time. Um, right. But no, Moon and uh, Chibi Moon transform. Uh, have we seen Chibi Moon's transformation sequence before? Does she have a transformation sequence? No. No, they always just okay. show her no. just flash or whatever, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, kids out there, cover your ears. This isn't Xena Warrior business. Chibi's crystal is what I would call extremely yonic. With the way that it is cut. What do you mean? Um. Uh, well, uh, here I'll type what I mean to you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm lost too. <laughs> uh, That's what I mean. Hold on a sec. Let me pause it. Let me pause it. Oh. Oh. All right. Uh, well, should I? Are you going to say that for our listeners' benefit, or nope? Do nope. you want me to? Just, I feel like extremely yonic gets it all out there. I see. That's not a word I'm familiar with. As well, I'm, I'm learning about it now. It apparently. pays to increase your word power, my friend. So your your vocabulary is getting better. So I just want to because. The facets of the gem are not, like, it is not the same as Usagi's gem. Like, it, it's got, like, a little bump in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if you look at them, they're they're completely different cuts of stone. Moving on, we, for some reason, do not see a transformation sequence with Chibiusa. No, we still don't. She just kind of, like, puts her arm up, and then she's Sailor Chibi Moon. Chris, I have a possible theory on that. Okay. It might be the same as Aiden's theory, because Aiden had a theory last night. Maybe they're less comfortable showing a naked 10-year-old than they are yep. a naked 14-year-old. That was also Aiden's theory. <laughs> uh, I, I'm less I comfortable theory. watching a naked 10-year-old than a naked 14-year-old, so I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. But but here's the weird thing, though. We we have seen like that kind of imagery, though, before at the end of R. Like when she turns back into to Chibiusa after she's Wicked Lady. So either way, I think it's kind of weird that we don't get some kind of full transformation sequence for for Chibiusa. Like maybe not as elaborate or lingering as the other ones. But honestly, like, is it just that I'm so used to them now? Because I really don't like see. I you know I've talked before about how I I read a description of Sailor Moon. Before I read it, that was like, yeah, these schoolgirls get naked before being gradually enveloped in tight-fitting sailor uniforms. And I thought it was a completely different thing than what it is. But, like, I see nothing sexual about the transformation sequences anymore. I think that that we all have grown used to it. Is that just me? Yeah. 
I do think it's you. I, I, I think that, and, and all of us, like, I think we've gotten used to seeing the Sailor Scouts clothes burst off and, <laughs> and be naked. Yeah, but they, but they don't, they don't burst off though, is the thing. They're yeah, just whatever. like sparkly rainbow silhouettes. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm, 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 I'm conflating it too much with cutie honey when I say their clothes burst off. Yeah, um, cutie honey, like, as we talked about on the, uh, on the chibi sode, that is a show where the clothes burst off. But oh, it, again, <laughs> if you watch the Uranus and Neptune transformations, even just the difference between Sailor Moons and theirs, um, there's way more detail in their bodies. Like you can see their belly buttons. There's a lot more rendering on their butts. There's a lot more boob shape going on there. Uh, whereas Sailor Moon herself is mostly just a silhouette. Maybe it's because they're older? Again, maybe. Or, or again, or it could be that the animators got more used to the idea the longer that they did it. Uh, but, well, again, know, I think like, when people are new to Sailor Moon, they see that and they go, whoa, she's naked, like that. And then they get used to it. I guess. Like I, I, like, I, like I said, I don't know if it's just me and it's just that, you know, I have seen Sailor Moon transform, like, just doing this podcast 108 times. Yeah. Right. So... <laughs> They uh, transform and they run after uh, the monster uh, who is chased into a playground, because why not, and sure. gets hit with what? With world shaking? Is that what happens? No, just just a kick. Just a kick. Oh, right. Just a kick and gets knocked backwards into like a little sandbox next to a, a slide and immediately sets about uh, making a sculpture out of the sand, which I think is a really, really fun gimmick uh, for a monster. Uh, and I also love that she names her sculptures. Mm -hmm. So we get, uh, did you write down the names, Jordan? Cause we get uh creation number zero, zero one beyond the massacre. <laughs> beyond the massacre. Yeah. Is that what it's in the English version? Yeah. And that's what it says in the, in the, in the translation, uh, the, the subtitles. Yes. Oh, wow. You're right. Beyond the massacre. Yeesh. What a scary name. <laughs> and then the second one is called silent ambition. Yes. And the first one is like a big spiky monster that also has boobs for some reason. Yeah, spiky yeah. boobs. Like a, it looks kind of like a like a spiky metropolis robot. Yeah. Uh, and that one grabs Haruka and kind of pushes her through the bushes. Uh, Silent Ambition is made up. Like what's hilarious about it is that like they use the same animation for the first monster, but the legs are completely yeah. different when we actually see it. <laughs> yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, they're cheaping out just a just a shade in old Sailor Moon house. Uh, but this is one of my favorite things. Um, as she's creating Silent Ambition, Mishiru, I guess, got pushed down when the other monster attacked uh, Haruka. But it just kind of looks like she's sitting down, leaning up against a tree, offering some art criticism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just chilling. Which is kind of the perfect Mishiru gimmick. Uh, and she goes, she goes, hey. How about you create some art that's a little easier to understand? <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, then Silent Ambition chases Mashiru out. Well, and... then, then the uh, the monster's response to that is, my art is avant-garde. <laughs> Which is very, very funny. <laughs> and that's when the, the moons show up? Uh, well, no, like, Mishiru gets chased. Uh, Mishiru gracefully hops over a park bench, and then this giant, like, heavy sculpture monster with just, a frowny face. Just destroys try, like, it. Just destroys that bench. Yeah, clearly tries to hop over it and doesn't, and I love this episode. <laughs> this is this whole sequence is so funny. Like, yeah, you're, like, your art's just too hard to understand, <laughs> you, you horrible uh, daemon monster. 
how the heck does she do this part? So this part is even weirder. So the moons show up and they go, we're going to punish you. I'll show you. I'll punish you in the name of the moon. I'll punish you in the name of the future moon. And then the, the monster does a thing that I just don't get. She has a hanger out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. she bends the hanger a little bit to sort of make it into a boomerang, which she throws, and it creates, like, a cyclone. Yeah, I was really confused, too. <laughs> I think I know what the idea is. <laughs> I think that was the idea. I just don't get no. why. I think it's supposed to be a mobile. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But I don't know... If anyone has an explanation for this, I would love to hear it. Because, yeah, she just whips out a coat hanger, bends it up into a boomerang, and then that creates a shower of black energy that just, like, the the moons do a jump kick and then just fall down. And they're like, oh, we're done. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's like, like it's oh, boy. wind that's pushing them down. But it's weird. With it's hangers. weird as hell. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wrote down, they're crushed by what now? Because... I, I like, look down for a second, look back up, and I was just like, I have to rewind, because what I'm seeing makes no sense to me with this monster. Yeah, you did not miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut back to Neptune being chased by Silent Ambition, and uh, she does a, a jump, swing, hop onto a, a tree branch, and the, the sculpture monster is so dumb that it just runs right underneath the tree branch well it's very heavy yeah sh- sure it is but it could also have stopped and it doesn't <laughs> it just runs straight I don't, through i don't know why you're being so mean to this monster you just don't <laughs> understand art jordan oh well that's probably true and it falls in the, the i guess river or or canal i guess it's a canal it's the lake they're at the park they're at the same park they're always at well here's they're the thing at i would think Stand that memorial park <laughs> But 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 there are whatever this body of water is, it has concrete walls. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like a little man-made pond. I guess. Or it's the Siren Jordan, River. Who we've knows? seen this park fifty times. How are it's you just park? now latching onto this? I don't remember it, the the lake having concrete walls. I know anyway. it's been a couple of weeks since we've done an episode, but like <laughs> but th- this is the same park we always see. It doesn't the 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 the, the the lake doesn't have a beach? No, it's just like a little like a little man-made pond. Well, the monster falls into it and it dissolves. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we get one of my favorite moments of the episode where uh, Neptune is like, Sailor Uranus, the creature's weakness is water. And it's like, oh yeah, what else were you going to try, uh, Michiru? Do you have something else you could try <laughs> other than water? No, you don't. You absolutely do not. You were going to try water regardless. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Harsh. Well, but like I always say, I don't believe that she actually uses water. What what do you think she uses? Well, I've said a million times, she does this thing and the the visual is all about water. But what she actually does is throw a, a planet and it just hurts people. It doesn't actually like, it doesn't, there's not a flood it doesn't wash things away mm, i think she deeply submerges people yeah okay mm, i mean i think that because she says deep submerge <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so at any rate this does half melt the the, the monster the the the, the yeah. main monster chikokar she hits uh Chikoka with deep submerge and then it's time for the i would say probably the most devastating attack since bubble spray <laughs> yeah uh, picture heart attack also, she says, 
uh, Chikoka, what after she's been hit with deep submerge, she says, "I should have used waterproof clay." Is that a thing? Presumably, you can make sculptures out of things that are resistant to the elements that aren't like marble, right? Yeah. I just googled waterproof clay, and there's something called polymer clay. Oh, polymer, yeah. Polymer, yeah. Is this the first time you've ever said the word polymer? (laughs) In reference to clay, yes. Okay. No, I used to. It seemed like you had. It seemed like a new word. Yeah, that's what I used all the time as a kid to make crafts. (laughs) I just didn't even think about that. Now I know. (laughs) So we get Pink Sugar Heart Attack, which is uh, delightful. And it has its cute little Pink Sugar Heart Attack noise, which I love. (laughs) The little, uh... Oh, I I wish I did. Maybe it's on one of these. I have a a couple of tracks of sound effects that listeners have been kind enough to send in, but they're all like, uh, it's like all the sound effects together. So there's one that's just like 10 minutes and it's just variations on. So I got to figure out how to go in and cut the good ones out. She does pink sugar heart attack. Nothing happens. And then she kind of like gets a, gets a little closer to the monster and the monster gets, uh, like, and I love that, like, Usagi is, like, leaning in being like, yeah, like, Usagi's got the cutie moon rod out, which is the thing that kills monsters, and she's given, she's given her daughter a little time, she's like, come on, hit her with big sugar heart attack, this is your training, and then, uh, finally it happens, and, uh, Chikoka gets some pink sugar hearts to the face, it's yeah. delightful. I love that it does something, but barely anything. Just kind of annoying. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love this useless attack. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, I'll tell you what does work, though, is good old Moon Spiral Heart Attack. Yep. It's lovely. It is indeed lovely. And it kills the monster. So the monster dies, and then we cut to the uh, the end of the episode, which is a nice little romantic walk between... Uh, Chibiusa and holding hands with what's his name? Masanori. Masanori, who calls her Sukino, and she's like, You can call me Chibiusa. And he says, I'll see you. <gasps> oh, wait, I forgot to give you this. He's changed his goddess sculpture. Instead of a goddess sculpture of her, he now has done one of Chibiusa. That's a nice little bust of her. It's right, perfect. Because- when she when she runs off to fight the monster, he's like half awake. Cause you know how when you get your heart ripped out and it just makes you sleepy? Yeah. Uh he sees me and he goes, My goddess. So that's <laughs> very over the top thing to say. So uh then uh he runs off. Chibius turns around to find out <laughs> all of her friends have been spying on her romantic moment. Uh <laughs> and they all go, That was cool. And, and then Yusagi's like, you can thank me. It's It would be okay. And she's like, go fuck yourself. You ate my pie. <laughs> you owe me. <laughs> I mean, yep, that is exactly what happens. <laughs> and then Luna's like, she has a point. And Yusagi knocks Luna on the head. Yeah. Just a little knuckly. Yeah, because yeah, talk shit, get hit. That's the rule. That's the rule for the Sailor Scouts. What literally Yusagi says is, she's like, yeah, besides, you owe me a pie. And Yusagi's like, you still remember that? And it was like, that was this morning. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the same day. Everybody's wearing the same clothes. It's clearly the same day. 
Yeah, I remember that I baked a fucking pie and you ate it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, oh, and then Chibiusa is going to physically beat up her mother. <laughs> and her mother has to climb a lamp pole to, to escape getting beat up by a little girl. Dusted Moon Mother. Oh, there you go. And that's the end of that. And I think that we all learned a lot. Like Jordan, for instance, learned a lot of new words <laughs> today. Like Yonic and Polymer. Yes. I've, I know the word Polymer. <laughs> it's time for Sailor Business Says, where we talk about the lessons that we learned in each episode. And Emma, we will start with you. What did you learn from uh, this episode of Sailor Moon? Uh, I learned that it's totally okay to make a sculpture of your love in the sight of everyone else in the class. When she is also in that class. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not that weird. <laughs> eh, a little weird. A little, a little. Jordan, what did you learn? I learned that all artists are beloved rivals with one another. I learned that it's possible to cut a pie into 12 pieces, even if you're the kind of person who, let's be real, would cut that pie into about four pieces <laughs> and uh, let the other four people in the room decide who get the remaining three. That's accurate. Uh, so yeah, a super, super fun episode. Very Monster of the Week, very kind of inconsequential. Uh, but there's a there's there's something that I wanted to mention here. We get a little line from Chibiusa at some point in this episode. I'm pretty sure it's in this one. It might be in the next one, but given the context of the episode, I'm pretty sure it's here. Chibiusa says something about having to find a friend. Like, that's the reason that she came back to the past. And I know... Just from seeing, because uh, I know that like I've seen a lot of uh, Sailor Moon fan art, particularly from Shannon Manor, I know that there's like a big connection between uh, Sailor Moon and uh, Sailor Pluto, whose name is Tomoe, or Sailor Chibi Moon and Sailor Pluto. So I no, am, no, I'm no, starting no, no. to put, I, not not Pluto, not, not Pluto. Pluto, Saturn, Saturn. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I always forget that we get Pluto before we get anybody else. Uh, Sailor Saturn, whose name is Tomoe. Uh, and so I'm starting to put it together. I'm starting to put together what's going to happen and why uh, Chibi Moon was sent back to the past. And I think that's really cool that I'm like figuring out a new thing about Sailor Moon. I mean, I would come to the same conclusion too, but I already know everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, excuse Sorry. me. <laughs> I already know everything. <laughs> Well, I know everything of the season. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Jordan, am I, am I on the right track here? You don't have to spoil anything for me, but... Sure. Didn't you think you, th you knew something about the Holy Grail, too? I thought it was going to turn out that Usagi was the Holy Grail. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. She is the important one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I did think, I, I wrote down that uh, Usagi was going to have the purest heart of all, which was not true. Uh, because she did have a pure heart, but it was not the purest heart of all, which I was actually very surprised by. Uh, Usagi's heart was not a talisman. Uh, but like, I mean, look, I could just walk over to the bookshelf and find out. <laughs> Don't do it! But yeah, I want to experience the show as it goes. Uh, but yeah, I really like this one. Very, like, for something that feels so kind of disposable, I do like that it's sort of hinting at a larger plot yeah. that we haven't really explored yet. Uh, what did you guys think of it, uh, Emma? No, I really liked this one. Uh, I think when my I was watching the English 
ones and rewatching all of them and seeing the season for the first time in like a good amount of years. I think I missed this one. So when I watched it the other day, I think it was the first time I'd seen it. And uh, so it was fun because I was seeing it for the first time, as far as I know. And uh, I always like being able to see new episodes of Sailor Moon. Then it's just like, it's, it's fun. It's the first time you're seeing it. It's all new to you. You can enjoy it. I liked it a lot. Cool. All right, Jordan, any, any final thoughts? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go crazy for this one, but I liked it. I, I like Chibi in this episode. She's actually pretty cool. I like it when she bites Udiel. That was my favorite. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I, I cannot stress enough how I am surprised and delighted by uh, Chibi Moon now that she's back. Like, I, like, you may remember, I was dreading it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, she's like so fun and in such good plots in this one. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for episode 107 of Sailor Business uh, and episode 107 of Sailor Moon. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Emma, before we let you go, can you tell everybody where they can find you online? Uh, so I am on Twitter as uh, Gaber Plum Emma. I don't know. I don't post anything. So Wait, did I pronounce your name wrong this entire episode and you did not correct me? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. It's I mean, half of my family pronounces it Gabor, half pronounces it Gaber. I, that's just how we've always pronounced it. But I, I'm it's whatever. I don't care. <laughs> you really need to stop me if I'm saying it wrong. I mean, Gabor is like pronouncing it Gabor makes it sound more like how it's spelled. So I've had people spell it E-R instead of O-R because I say Gaber. Okay. Yeah. So, so you are Gaber Plum Emma on Twitter. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. Uh, he also does other podcasts like The Morphin Grid and Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United and The Cool Kids Table, all of which are fun podcasts you should check out. Chris, how about yeah, you? Yeah, and uh, Sailor Business All-Star Shannon Maynard, uh, second mentioned on the show this week, just did a really, really cool piece of art for Pokemon World Tour United. So uh, if you've been waiting for a good time to check it out, I think now would be a, a really fun time. You can catch all the uh, all the fun and excitement of uh, the podcast with some art from one of our favorite people. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the ISB. You can find links to the things I write, including uh, my old columns at Comics Alliance uh, and the comic books that I write on uh, the-isb.com. There is a new issue of Skater X, which is the sort of um, American tokusatsu comic that I do with Joe Hunter uh, and Josh Kroc that's going to be coming out uh, next week as you are listening to this. So give that a, a read if you don't mind. It would really help things out. Uh, you can find the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. We talked about it a lot in the episode already, but if you can chip in, please do. If you want to help the show out uh, non-monetarily, uh, you can leave a rating or review on iTunes. And more importantly, you can tell a friend. If you have somebody you know who likes Sailor Moon and would maybe like listening to our show, uh, it would be great to, to get some, some new folks involved. Let's see. You can find the show at Sailor Business on Twitter, and you can email the show, sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's, that's all we got, Jordan. I think yeah. that's all we got. Good to be back. It is good to be back. We will be back next week with episode 108 of Sailor Moon. Uh, Usagi dancing to the waltz. And until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Sailor.